It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of our movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are so thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes podcast subscribers. That's right. You can go over to iTunes and search The Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our different uh, podcasts as we know that you are on the go. And, um, well, we have another good one for you today. Our topic of the hour is uh, team building. Um, and the art form of, of that. So uh, I'm really excited because, you know, I love everything entrepreneurial and it's uh, just such a wonderful uh, topic. And I'm looking for movers and influencers who have experience and knowledge on this topic to be here on the show. So if that is you, you can reach out to us, drop us a line um, uh, at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. You can also head over and see what's going on in the world of uh, Lisa Lewis Company at www.lisalewiscompany.com. Also, you can call the office directly by calling 210-240-8845. And I'm just super excited uh, about this topic. And like I said, would love to have movers and influencers who have uh, expertise in team building. So that it will be our focus all for the month of May. So uh, stay tuned for that. And then we will um, have different topics every week uh, just on team building. So we're very excited uh, to bring this series, this mini series to you. So as a manager, simply telling your employees what to do is not enough, right? If you want to assess their full potential, it's crucial that you get to know them and that they get to know each other. Team building is a great way to foster a positive work culture and exceptional collaboration between employees. These activities should actively engage your employees, making the time spent away from typical assignments worthwhile. So we're going to talk um, about different um, things that you can do in order to uh, produce a great team. And thereby, that's why we're calling this team building and the art form of. Um, and so here I'm going to talk to you about uh, different components uh, that have, has been shared over research that I have gathered or from talking to others uh, that way you can um, have these key components in order to successfully uh, team build. So first up, we have leadership participation. I noticed when the staff gets set, sent to a training, it sends a message that they, not the leaders, need help and motivation. Leaders should be first in and last out of team building activities or value is lost. Leaders who work with others become vulnerable and put themselves in a position to serve during these events 
and exercises great new bonds that carry over into the workplace. And um, I talked to um, Mr. O'Connor uh, to get that information. Uh, next up is a clear, number two, a clear purpose. Exercises of any type require a purpose. Activities and a training program must relate to business strategies. And the exercise means to have meaning for the participant's role in these engagements. The idea of an exercise should be to teach, illustrate a better way, or show the participants importance in organizational strategies. And I talked to Diane to get that information. Number three, trust. Trust is foundational to successful teams. Vulnerability is how you build trust. Don't undervalue the simple act of just getting to know each other and sharing personal stories. This can go a long way in helping team members get comfortable exposing their true self, admitting mistakes and failures when warranted, and not questioning the intentions of others. All these are essential elements of trust. Number four, an understanding of everyone's individual contributions. To get the most out of team building activities, make sure you fully understand each person's greatest potential contribution to the team. Then create a customized team building program around each individual's potential contributions with the goal of having the entire team experience how to capitalize on one another's strengths to create a win for the team. Employees who feel their impact engage. Number five, team feedback about what is and isn't working. Too many team building activities attempt to dance around key issues or problems. Get a temperature of the team beforehand by surveying them on what is working well and the top one or two things that need fixing. Use the time as a team to proliferate ideas along with rewards and recognition for the most creative and feasible solutions. Number six, adrenaline. An activity that gets the group working together physically produces adrenaline. Research has shown that adrenaline-producing exercises can create very cohesive teams. Infuse physical activity into your training, continuous education, and meeting environment. This will produce the affirmation, aforementioned adrenaline. Egg toss, anyone? <laughs> Number seven, outdoor time. Taking team building off-site is a pretty common practice, but replacing a conference room in your office with a conference room off-site hardly invites ingenuity and innovation. Building in some time in nature even a short midday hike or an afternoon picnic will provide inspiration and stimulate creativity. Number eight, activities that truly meet the team's needs. Nobody wants the forced fun of a team building event. The most successful leaders listen and search for activities that meet the needs of the team, not the manager or the company. Ask what they want to do. Use uh, block the time, make it worthwhile for all. Some people may want to do charity work. Others may just want an opportunity to relax and connect. Ask and you may be pleasantly surprised. Next up, number nine, 
a link to specific outcomes. In order for activities to have real meaning and impact uh, for employees, the experience needs to incorporate outcomes that they are invested in and that they value. Constructing team building activities linked to real scenarios or challenges that the team experiences so that they can connect the learnings from the activity to a lesson that they can implement in the workplace setting is ideal. Number 10, rules that everyone agrees on. The very first thing I cover when running a team coaching day is to ask everyone to set their own boundaries and housekeeping. Collectively, we discuss what's expected from the group, the attitudes that would make the day a success, and what wouldn't be tolerated. By getting the group to set their own rules, they have more ownership on the success of the day and what they plan to get out of it. Number 11, strengths-based assessments. It is best when each individual understands how to best operate their professional lane based on their strengths. Understanding how their team members operate makes for a more cohesive, respectful team. Use strengths-based assessments to reveal the superpowers in your team. End with participants stating how the use of each person's superpowers will help the team achieve their goals. Number 12, conversation catalyst. If you're investing in their time in person, use it to connect them more deeply to the other human beings in the room. When I facilitate groups, I plant a big picture question. For example, the thing I'm most proud of doing last year was, and set a one minute timer. I often say, find someone you don't know well and let them keep finding new partners. It's energetic, informative, and fast. Number 13, an inspiring vision-based theme. Team building activities are successful when employees leave feeling inspired and engaged with the company, its leadership, and with each other. Having a really inspiring vision-based theme or event name according to the current business focus helps set forth this purpose, such as dare to be there or over the top or be great again, could be a few for further brainstorming. Number 14, a common collaborative goal. Team building activities can be wide ranging from scavenger hunts to zip lining to going to a baseball game, but they typically focus around getting people to communicate, develop trust, work together, and so on. When we do team building activities, our number one focus is always on succeeding together. After all, isn't that the same objective we are after as an organization? So I think, I think so. So these are just um, 14 tidbits um, that I was able to come up with and formulate through talking with others and interviewing and collaborating with other peers and uh, team members through the years. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to uh, the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and today it is Thankful Thursday, and we are so thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes podcast subscribers. That's right. You can find us on iTunes. Head over and search for the Lisa Lewis Show, and please feel free to download our podcast 
And after listening, if we've been of some help to you, please give us a positive um, a positive review. We appreciate that so much. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we will talk more on our topic of the hour, which is team building the art form of. So we appreciate you so much and stay tuned. bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado. The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray in myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, marlatabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of our movers and influencers. Thank you for keeping the dial here on TogiNet Radio. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are so thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes podcast subscribers. That's right. You can head over and find us in, uh, on iTunes and search the Lisa Lewis Show. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our topic of the hour is team building, the art form of. And um, so far, we've went over 14 tips, which you can catch uh, by downloading the podcast of 
successful ways um, that I found and from other successful entrepreneurs have found in order to have a cohesive and productive and long-lasting uh, team. And so the topic of the hour is a good one uh, because I think um, it all starts with the team that you surround yourself with on how productive you can be, on how cohesive you can be. So, uh, you know, a team is very important to any infrastructure. So for new leaders who inherit a team or are trying to maximize results for a current one, intelligent communication is the key to your success. Here are 10 leadership communication strategies that can change the conversation. First up is prepare for success. It says here, I had spent my entire life plotting and strategizing how to become successful, but hadn't practiced or spent a single day preparing for actually being successful, uh, says Brandt. The producer of shows like Bar Rescue and Pawn Stars has seen his share of success. He says it all starts with defining what success really is, look in the direction of impact. After the team accomplishes X, what does that really mean to the company, the investors, and to your personal contribution? Number two, start with what's known to get to what's new. Remembering the past becomes useful if it gives us insight into future outcomes. According to Carmen Simon in her latest book, Impossible to Ignore, no matter what you want to accomplish, remember that change always starts at the same place right now. Can you help others uh, to see what's known to get to what's new? Number three, memory management. If you burned your hand on a stove, are all stoves bad? Of course not. Stoves are neither good nor bad. They are just stoves. Sometimes leadership means separating useful historical information from current exaggeration. Because getting lost in old experiences can turn memory into a monster. In this regard, the leader's job is to help the team to look past what's past. Have you ever had an experience go from a valuable lesson to an artificial boundary around your life? Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at that stove and help your team to do the same. Number four, are you experienced? Your skills and talents got you where you are today, but your team is going to get you to tomorrow. Your experience is probably pretty impressive, but the experience you create for others is the key to new results. Consider carefully the experience that matters most as you lead your team. Speak the language of your listener if you want to really be understood. Number five, beyond behavior. In the industrial production model, think Henry Ford. It was important for everyone on the assembly line to perform the same task with the same tool the same way. In the modern work environment, away from the assembly line, there are many paths to the same destination. After all, the best way to get to Times Square will change if you are in Soho in Manhattan or Lodo in Denver. Remember that where a team member is right now will always determine the first step. 
Even when the team's destination is the same, there are many paths to the productivity you need. Number six, cultivate creativity. IBM asked over 1,500 worldwide executives, what's the number one characteristic you look for in a leader? And capitalizing on complexity, CEOs didn't point to technical expertise, financial skills, empathy, or charisma. The number one quality of leaders is creativity. In other words, the ability to identify creative solutions to the challenges of the marketplace. Since effective leaders create more leaders, how are you fostering and encouraging creativity and creative solutions from your team? Number seven, assess aspirations. What are the aspirations of your team? What do the individuals you lead aspire to create for themselves, their families, and your organization. We all have aspirational goals. Even if an employee always wants to find the path of least resistance, on some level, that's an aspiration for simplicity and efficiency. Aspirational awareness is an important part of emotional intelligence and the key to driving new results. Number eight, Acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. Three valuable words in a new leader's vocabulary, and they must be said and demonstrated if you are going to create real leadership impact. It needs to focus on I see you, and that needs to come across to every person on your team and in your industry. Take every opportunity to catch someone doing something right and acknowledge the behavior you wish to see more of. And remember, I see you is a close cousin of I'm watching you. Just in case a team member thinks she can get away with a less than stellar effort. How do you use acknowledgement and observation to drive the behaviors you want and drive out the behaviors you don't? Number nine. Remember the fifth P. The marketing mix features four famous P's, product, price, promotion, and place. The leadership mix focuses on the fifth P, personalization. How well do you understand the personal puts and takes of the team you manage? Motivation on a personal level is what matters here. Can you identify what each person on your team really cares about and phrase your outcomes in terms that speak their language? Number 10, assess your superpower. Consider that we all have the ability to anticipate. Without it, no one could turn left out of a parking lot. As a leader, what do you anticipate for your team? Identifying obstacles and empowering team members to find solutions is what a leader does. What does your team anticipate? What are obstacles do they see that you don't? After all, anticipation isn't just your superpower. We all have the ability to be heroes if we choose to do so. Ask for insights and learn from the experts on your team. It'll help you to anticipate what's next. 
Communication is the key to bringing your vision to life and to providing the leadership support your team really needs. For leaders today, it's helpful to remember these words from Sunday in the Park with George. It says, a vision's just a vision if it's only in your head. If no one gets to see it, it's as good as dead. Don't let your team keep guessing about what you need and what you expect if you're really preparing for success. Your vision deserves to be shared with leadership skills that your entire team can understand. And that, you know, that is so true. So hopefully um, I'll be able to get feedback from you all. Uh, let me know what, you know, what do you think, have, have you implemented any of these tidbits? That that would be great to, to know as well. And if you head over to www.lisalewiscompany.com, uh, we have a section for comments and feedback, and we would so, you know, we would so love to get that because it helps us to be able to um, hone in on our skills, hone in on the negatives as well as the positives, and make Lisa Lewis um, company uh, even greater and stronger. Uh, so that way we can do a great job for you all. Also, uh, you can see what events we've hosted in the past and what events we can host in the present and in the future. So uh, go over there and look at that. We also provide a one-hour, 30-minute consultation, complimentary. And so that way we can see if we are a good fit to host your next corporate uh, event um, uh, that would be so much fun or if we can plan help you plan your next uh, wedding or bar mitzvah or um, children's birthday parties uh, I just did one last weekend and it was a lot of fun and all of the children said that they you know the word got back that the children had fun but you could just see it <laughs> they were going off in so many directions it was just so fun uh, to see that and capture that. And, uh, you know, even at my age, I'm, I'm in my 40s and I still love a great birthday party because that's the one time that it's all about you and, and you know, your family and friends can focus on you. And, of course, I like doing that for other people too. And I love to just sit back and see the joy that they experience for having everyone love on them for that one special day. So if you have a birthday coming up, congratulations to you and reach out to us if you would like us to host your um, party and put that together for you uh, for a great uh, service and a great fee. You can also call the office at 210-240-8845 and we can connect. And you can also toss us a line at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. We would so love to hear from you. So on the other side of the break, we will talk more about the topic of the hour, which is team building the art form of. So please stay tuned to TokiNet Radio. Thank you.
My name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. We thank you so much for keeping the dial here on Tokenet Radio. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are so thankful to have all of you as our loyal listeners and iTunes podcast subscribers. Yes, you can head over and find us on iTunes, search the Lisa Lewis Show, and download the podcast as you are on the go. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our topic of the hour is team building, the art form of. And we have given you a plethora of uh, tidbits and pearls of wisdom that I have gathered over the years by interviewing or by researching or some things that I've implemented on my own and in my business. So hopefully those have been helpful to you. If you are just tuning in, it's okay. The last half hour will be just as good as the first. And if you have missed anything, you can head over and download our podcast and be able to hear the uh, program in its entirety. Well, it takes great leadership to build great teams, right? Leaders who are not afraid to course correct, make the difficult decisions, and established standards of performance that are constantly being met and improving at all times. Whether in the workplace, professional sports, or your local community, team building requires a keen understanding of people, their strengths, and what gets them excited to work with others. Team building requires the management of egos and their constant demands for attention and recognition, not always warranted. Team building is both an art and a science, and the leader who can consistently build high-performance teams is worth their weight in gold. History has shown us that it takes a special kind of leader with unique competencies and skills to successfully build great companies and teams. In the sports world, the late John Wooten set the standard for great coaches leading UCLA to 10 NCAA National Basketball Championships in a 12-year period, seven in a row. His success was so iconic, Wooten created his own pyramid for success to help others excel through his proven wisdom. In the business world, we can look to Jack Welsh, who was the chairman 
and CEO of General Electric between 1981 and 2001. According to Wikipedia, the company's value rose 4,000% uh, during his tenure. In 2006, Welch's net worth was estimated at $720 million. And in 2009, he launched the Jack Welch Management Institute at Strayer University. Building companies requires the know-how to build long-lasting teams. This is why most managers never become leaders and why most leaders never reach the highest pinnacle of leadership success. It requires the ability to master the art of people and knowing how to maneuver through hundreds, if not thousands of people at the right place and at the right time. It means knowing how each person thinks and how to best utilize their competencies rightly at all times. It's playing a continuous chess match, knowing that every wrong move that is made can cost the company hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. As you evaluate the sustainability of the team or teams you lead and its real impact on the organization you serve, here are six ways successful teams are built to last. Number one, be aware of how you work. As the leader of the team, you must be extremely aware of your leadership style and techniques. Are, you, are they as effective as you think? How well are they accepted by the team you are attempting to lead? Evaluate yourself and be critical about where you can improve, especially in areas that will benefit those whom you are leading. Though you may be in charge, how you work may not be appreciated by those who work for you. You may have good intentions, but make sure you hold yourself accountable to course correct and modify your approach if necessary to assure that you're leading from a position of strength and respectability. Be your own boss, be flexible, know who you are as a leader. Number two, get to know the rest of the team. Much like you need to hold yourself accountable for your actions to assure you maximize performance and results, you must make the time to get to know your team and encourage camaraderie. In my emotional intelligence blog, I discuss the importance of caring, understanding the needs of your team, and embracing differences in helping your colleagues experience their significance. In this case, gathering intelligence means learning what defines the strengths and capabilities of your team. The real assets that each member brings to the table those they leave behind, and those yet to be developed. All great leaders know exactly what buttons to push and when to push them. They are experts at activating the talent that surrounds them. They are equally as effective as ma at matching unique areas of subject matter expertise and or competencies to solve problems and seek new solutions. Fully knowing your team means that you have invested the time to understand how they are wired to think and what is required to motivate them to excel beyond what is expected from them. Think of your team as puzzle pieces that can be placed together 
in a variety of ways. Number three, clearly define roles and responsibilities. This is an important one. When you successfully complete step two, you can then more effectively and clearly define the roles and responsibilities of those on your team. Now, don't assume this is an easy step. In fact, you'll often find that people's ideal roles lie outside their job description. Each of your team members' responsibilities must be interconnected and dependent upon one another. Excuse me. This is not unlike team sports, where some players are known as systems players, meaning that although they may not be the most talented person on the team, they know how to work best within the system. This is why you must have a keen eye for talent that can evaluate people, not only on their ability to play a particular role, but even more so on whether they fit the workplace culture the system, and will be a team player. For example, it says here, I once inherited an employee who wasn't very good at his specific job. Instead of firing him, I took the time to get to know him and utilize his natural talent as a, as a strategic facilitator who could keep all of the moving parts within the department in proper alignment and lockstep communication. And I talked to uh, Jim about that. It, uh, this person helped our team operate more efficiently and save the company money by avoiding the bad decisions they previously made because of miscommunication. He was e eventually promoted into a special project manager role. A team should operate as a mosaic whose unique strengths and differences convert into a powerful united force. Number four, be proactive with feedback. Feedback is the key to assuring any team is staying on track, but more importantly that it is improving each day. Feedback should be proactive and constant. Many leaders are prone to wait until a problem occurs before they give feedback. Feedback is simply the art of great communication. It should be something that is part of one's natural dialogue. Feedback can be both formal and informal. In fact, if it becomes too structured and stiff, it becomes difficult for the feedback to be authentic and impactful. Remember that every team is different with its own unique nuances and dynamics. Treat them as such. No cookie cutter approach is allowed. Allow proactive feedback to serve as your team's greatest enable, enabler for continuous improvement. Take the time to remind someone of how and what they can be doing better. Learn from them. Don't complicate the process of constructive feedback. Feedback is two-way communication. Number five, acknowledge and reward. With proactive feedback comes acknowledgement and reward. People love recognition, but are most appreciative of respect. Take the time to give your teammates the proper accolades they have earned and deserve. I have seen too many leaders take performance for granted because they don't believe that one should be rewarded for doing their job. At a time when people want to feel as if they are making a difference, be a thoughtful leader 
and reassure your team that you are paying attention to their efforts. Being genuine in your recognition and respect goes a long way towards building loyalty and trust. It organically ignites extra effort. When people are acknowledged, their work brings them greater satisfaction and becomes more purposeful. Number six, always celebrate success. At a time when uncertainty is being dealt with each day, you must take the time to celebrate success. This goes beyond acknowledgement. This is about taking a step back and reflecting on what you have accomplished and what you have learned throughout the journey. In today's fast-paced, rapidly changing world of work, people are not taking enough time to understand why they were successful and how their success reverberated and positively impacted those around them. I have seen leaders fall into the trap of self-aggrandizement because of what their team's accomplishment was, rather than celebrating their success stories that in many cases require tremendous effort, sacrifice, and perseverance. Celebration is a short-lived activity. Don't ignore it. Take the time to live in the moment and remember what allowed you to cross the finish line. Leaders are only as successful as their teams, and the great ones know that with the right team dynamics, decisions, and diverse personalities, everyone wins in the end. So those are the six tips that I have uh, for that. And if you'd like to email me or give me any feedback, then you can drop us a line at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. Also, you can head over to our newly designed website at www.lisalewiscompany.com. And you can call us directly at 210-240-8845. And if we do not pick up, that means we are not available or helping another customer. And feel free to leave us a detailed and brief message and we will get back with you so please stay tuned to the lisa lewis show i'm your host lisa lewis and we'll be right back it's by the time this show is over you'll blink at least 30 times the average person normally blinks about 20 times per minute or 17,000 times a day. A faster rate usually indicates anxiety or emotional stress. What's the word for someone who blinks a lot? A squintifigo. FBI agents have identified a specific type of blink that they directly associate with gamer staying. That's a person who tends toward deception and fraud. Attorneys, also known as pedophoggers, look for blinking when they have people on the stand. The eyelash flutter means they really do not like the question at all. Women blink more than men, but when a man blinks at a woman, he always appreciates a wink back. What's another word for flirting? Hazoku. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of our movers and influencers. We appreciate you keeping the dial here on Toginet Radio. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are so thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes podcast subscribers. That's right. You can find us on iTunes. Head over and search the Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our podcasts, and you can listen to them on the go. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our topic of the hour has been team building, the art form of, and hopefully I've given you a lot of tidbits that you can use and implement if you aren't already doing that. And if you are, then we would love to hear from you. So you can head over to our website at www.lisalewiscompany.com and leave us your comments and feedback. And also, um, our topic of the month of May is about team building. And so that is just so um, imperative, I feel, uh, to have a good team because you're only as good as your team. And so we are looking for movers and influencers who would love to be on the show and give us your um, expertise on team building. So if you are an expert out there, please contact the Lisa Lewis Show and um we will get you on here. You can always toss us a line at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. And you can call me directly at 210-240-8845. We would love to hear from you and get you scheduled to be on the show. So all of May, our series is about uh, team building. So um, have you ever listened to a friend rave about her colleagues and wish you could be on a team like hers? or his, ever looked around your own organization and wondered why some teams work so well together when yours struggles with every step? Building a great team isn't a matter of luck. The highest performing teams don't depend on simply hiring smart people, great chemistry, or even good timing. The most productive teams are not some happy accident. They are built and behave intentionally. The team builder and all the team members on a great team make deliberate choices about how the team will work and how they will contribute to the team. And the good news is you can make the same choices. While building a great team is never a matter of chance, choosing to follow the traits and characteristics of what makes a great team makes team building even easier. We've studied thousands of teams in dozens of industries and discovered a specific set of of, uh, characteristics and traits that makes for great team building. 
The traits that design a great team are to build trust among all team members. It's not enough that each person trusts the team leader or that the leader trusts every member of the team. Each person must trust every other person on the team. Our research shows the best teams are nearly 50 times more likely to consciously work hard to build and maintain trust than the least effective teams. Inter-team trust is critical because on extraordinary teams, individuals give feedback to one another, even when it's hard. They know that challenging each other and speaking up without fear of retribution are critical, and they built a culture of candor that allows them and even requires them to speak honestly to one another. Individuals on the best teams are over 100 times more likely to give each other tough feedback than their counterparts on lesser teams. Men and women on the top teams are respectful and professional, but they don't paper over problems or sweep conflict under the rug. Everyone knows the team goals, pulls their weight, and counts on each other to call things out when the team or a team member veers off course. And that's another trait that all high-performing teams share. Everyone knows the common goals, and everyone works with a shared purpose. We call the highest performing teams loyalist teams because on these teams, there's loyalty to each other and especially loyalty to the goals of the greater organization. People put the team agenda ahead of any personal agenda and everyone works for their teammates' success with the same energy and attention as they work to achieve their own success. Loyalists never nod and smile when a teammate is flailing or the ship is going down. They speak up and step in to help long before calamity hits. On the best teams, everyone knows that they are in it together. One team member can only win when the entire team wins. So here is the saboteur team. They exist on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you've heard of or even served on one of these teams too. These are the ones that destroy careers, burn through resources, and make everyone, uh, uh, everyone on them miserable. On saboteur teams, at least one person, and it could be more than one, believes that success is a zero-sum game, meaning I can only win if you lose. People focus on their own achievements often at the cost of others. There's a get them before they get me mentality. Men and women on these teams are either working to toss a colleague under, under the bus or are struggling to protect themselves from landing there. Most teams, however, are neither loyalists nor saboteurs. The vast majority of teams fall somewhere in the middle and cruise along at a reasonable pace. But all teams can become extraordinary. And whether you're the leader or a member of the team, you have a role to play. You can adopt the, the traits and develop the characteristics of the highest performing teams. Number one, invest in your relationships and work to build and extend trust with every member on your team. Number two, learn how to give honest feedback and to receive it so your team can develop a culture of candor.
Number three, identify common goals and put them first. Decide that your team will only succeed if you all succeed together and make choices with that in mind. Every team can be a great team and a great experience for its members or a lousy team that makes people miserable. The choice is yours. And that is so true. So it's, you know, I, I would love to have to see a, an uprising in a culture that knows that um, unless all of us win on the team, then the team doesn't succeed and win at all. Instead of the mentality of every man or a woman for him or herself, right? So um, if you have any feedback, we would love to hear from you. Um, so make sure that you talk with the line at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. And also you can head over and give us feedback at www.lisalewiscompany.com. And you can call us directly. Uh, the office number is 210-240-8845. We are also looking for uh, movers and influencers to be on the show. The series for this month of May is uh, team building. So if you have, um, if you are an expert, if you have experience uh, leading a successful team, we would love to talk with you and get you scheduled to be here on the Lisa Lewis Show. It's an hour uh, podcast and it is live every Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And check your local listings for um, your time that is in uh, your area. But yes, we would love uh, you know to hear from you because we are always looking for new and better ways to um, you know formulate teams and to get that information out there to you. You know, one of the things that I was uh, had the pleasure of doing yesterday, as I'm I was invited to go to one of the um, ISCs here in Texas and be on a um, partners for uh, profile learning team. And what I gathered from that, I sat, I sat at the table with the principal um, of a school and also with the um, superintendent of the ISD. And I was talking to the ladies about not just looking good. Yes, all of this looks great on paper. It's good to put a saying, uh, you know, it's good to have a polished brochure. It's wonderful to walk, walk around with a saying on a T-shirt. But how effective, effective are we really being for the people that we're here to serve? And that would be children. <laughs> uh, so we're in the business of serving children uh, at the school. So how can we effectively do that, leaving no child behind? And that was my conversation. And I was, I'm always um, able and willing to be candor, candid with people. And so, in a, you know, in a very polite and respectful way, as we were talking about earlier. But these things need to be said because a lot of times children, uh, there's a lot of bullying going on in this culture. And, you know, like I tell my son, you know, hurt people hurt other people. And sometimes when you're hurting, the, that's, that's what you know. Since you're always being hurt, the, the closest thing you know is to hurt others, right? So we were having this in this conversation. So I brought that up just to let you know that candor is always 
um, the key in any form of intelligent conversation and no more sweeping things under the rug or pretending that, you know, the elephant isn't in the room, right? So I challenge you today to be candor, to be candid in all of, in, uh, of your um, relationships and everything that you do, have candor, have love, have kindness, have great intentions. And I promise you that you will see um, success in all avenues um, of your life, whether it is your work life, whether it's at home, whether it's at church, whether it's in the community, uh, whether it is at school. Um, you know, we want to, and that's what I would challenge all of my listeners uh, to do, is uh, to have intelligent relationships, intelligent conversations. And when you see that bullying or something is not right for you to speak up, because to me, in my opinion, it's just as bad when you see an injustice and you say nothing as the perpetrator that is um, spewing out an injustice. So, you know, speak up and say something. Um, I've never been normal. I've always been abnormal. And I so love it. The older I get, it is, you know, I feel so great about it. So I, uh, you know, I implore you to be abnormal today and all that you do and say. And it has been such a wonderful hour that I've been able to spend with you all. Please head over to iTunes, download this podcast. The topic is team building, the art form of, and we look forward to being here with you next Thursday. And remember, when we bring you your, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. It's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and in.